1: By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
0: We are live. Hello, 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 YouTube. Welcome to The Cafe Hangout. I am John Pollock,
1: along with Wei Ting. I always forget to do that. You know, I assume
0: everybody knows us by now.
1: I'm much like a uh, a Google Home, where I don't really get uh, into it until I hear those words. We are live yeah, from Wei Ting. I tend to do that. So, welcome everyone to the Cafe Hangout. It's a busy show coming your way. We are going to be joined momentarily by our special guests for our Royal Rumble preview, Uh, but we're hopefully also going to hear from you on today's show with your Royal Rumble predictions and any other news that is going on. You can Skype into us, but don't do that now. Mm -hmm. You can Skype into post-wrestling, but the big news, the biggest news of all, we have a phone number. Oh my God. A phone number for you to call. So jot this down. This will be our permanent number for you to call in from here on out, including Sunday night after the Rumble. 732-800-4423. 732-800-4423. Do not call now. We are not going to calls at the moment. Wait for your instruction.
0: I would say do not call uh now. um, And then uh, after the show, do not call anytime
1: that we are not live cause. oh it'll be disabled so oh, okay. it's gonna go nowhere so okay, that's I was fine just
0: curious if you just opened up a window to your
1: but the man who can call here. us 24 hours a day anytime is our guest you know him from aftermath tv that can be seen tuesday nights on sportsnet 360 right before smackdown live he is our good friend uh, a part of the extended family jimmy Corderas, who joins us jimmy how are you doing
2: I'm doing good, guys, man. I feel like we should have Peaches and Herb playing in the background or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Reunited and it feels so good. Yes. Wonderful.
2: It's good to talk to you guys, man. Yeah,
1: well, I knew when we were previewing this show, there was only one man I can preview a show with, and that is the great Jimmy Corderas. It's a very busy weekend coming up from the WWE. It's It's astounding because, Jimmy, not only is it the shows that everyone is aware of with the Royal Rumble and TakeOver, but this weekend... They're doing that Worlds Collide tournament for the people at Access. They're taping NXT television before TakeOver. They're taping three episodes of NXT UK. I mean, this weekend to me, it really does summarize the amount of content creation that the WWE is producing now at, at, this, at this level. It's, it's incredible if you are there in Phoenix of just how much WWE there is to consume this weekend.
2: It's amazing how much it's grown since, uh, I guess, uh, I guess it's now, man, it's been 10 years since I've been there. And watching it grow continually, you know, it it surprises me, but it doesn't astound me because uh, it's just a natural progression. You know, we talk about the business always evolving and moving forward. And I guess this is a natural transition for them is to create more content because, you know, WWE world, more is more.
1: And we're speaking to Jimmy. On the 31st anniversary of the Royal Rumble in Hamilton, Ontario in 1988, going head up against yeah. a bunkhouse stampede.
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing how, how something that was uh, used to uh, compete with uh, the old WCW, NWA, whatever they were called back then in 88, I don't even remember, so, so long ago, but it turned into probably the second most popular pay-per-view on their schedule.
1: Well, we're going to go through the card that is uh, coming up this Sunday night from Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. And I want to start with the, let's go through some of the matches first and we'll lead up to the uh, the Rumble matches. But on the kickoff show, we're going to be getting the four-way involving Buddy Murphy defending the Cruiserweight title against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto, as well as Rusev defending the United States title against Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm very curious, Jimmy, to see how the the Cruiserweight match get, uh, comes across um we know the limitations of 205 live and also being in a stadium setting as well um if that alters any of the presentation of the match but how much 205 live are you catching up with and kind of what are your expectations going into uh the kickoff portion with these two matches
2: um i've been enjoying like i haven't been able to uh watch it religiously every week but you know i am catching it on replays and stuff like that which is good which is one of the benefits of uh you know Having it on the network, you can kind of like stream it when you want, which is kind of cool. But uh, I, I'm impressed with 205 lately. I like their presentation. Uh, uh, you know, again, I'm one of these people who, who uh, is a fan of the the product, but how well will it translate to a, a broader audience? And I thought putting it on the pre-show was a little bit. I was expecting it, but at the same time, I was kind of hoping that they would put it on the the main card because I know you know, more eyes would be on that and maybe, you know, draw some more attention to the 205 product. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, with the four guys they got in this match, definitely has uh, the potential to be, maybe not the match of the night, but at least uh, feel some moments for sure.
1: Yeah, I would say, way the, the Rusev Shinsuke Nakamura match, I mean, when people go back to to the Crown Jewel event, I don't think people remember any of the matches, but this was on the kickoff show. And I recall, like, these two... Had a fairly good match that uh, is often forgotten, but I kind of have high hopes for this one on the kickoff show. I think both, especially that early in the night, are probably going to get tremendous reactions, and I I think this could be one of the the sleeper matches on the show. Maybe not match of the night, but I do think this one should get time because it's on the kickoff show, and I think this might... exceed people's expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. I'm expecting a match sort of on the level of that Crown Jewel match. Um, I think having these two, maybe it, it also deserves to be said that Nakamura was also a guy who won the Rumble last year, and now this year having a spot on the kickoff. Again, could be worse, but um, it's it's a, it's a bit of a change. Um, I think the match will be good. It's not necessarily the match I'm looking more forward to. I actually look forward to the Cruiserweight match a bit more.
1: Jimmy, do you see, uh, Rusev and or Nakamura, uh, doing double duty on this show and being in the rumble as well?
2: Um, absolutely. I could see, uh, actually a lot of guys, there's a few, um, that I suspect might be doing double duty, but, uh, uh, yeah, I could, see, I could see some double duty there, especially considering they're in the kickoff show too. So, and, uh, going, yeah, going back to their match at crown jewel, I thought, uh, I thought that was a good match. Um. You know, it's weird. I think being on the pre-show is kind of, I don't want to say it's a slap in the face to these guys, but I think sometimes they take it as, uh, they understand their position, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we're going to prove you guys, uh, maybe, maybe we should be on that main
1: card. Then we go on to the main card, and we've got The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus defending the SmackDown tag titles against The Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, We'll start with you, Jimmy, uh, because me and Way have discussed this quite a bit. I I was not that hot on the Miz and Shane McMahon stuff, but I've got to say, I think ever since the the Miz promo about his father and kind of the subtleties with Shane having his own insecurities with his dad that they've kind of danced around, including that cutaway this week backstage as Vince is watching Shane laid out, not seeming to be all that concerned. I think this has turned into a really great pairing between the two, uh, regardless of if they win the tag titles or this is ultimately set up a- as a turn by the Miz. I think people are invested in these two as a as a unit going into this show, and I, I think they've done a very good job, the two of them.
2: Yeah, that was the challenge going in because that, uh, how the crowd and how the audience is going to you know receive them uh, working together seemingly. I- I- I'm, but uh, like you mentioned, I kind of. Uh, I got a sneaking suspicion that The Miz is uh, is going to do something nefarious. I think this is all an elaborate ruse on his part, you know, quote, unquote. I'm doing the air quotes. You guys can't see. But, uh, yeah, but they've been entertaining and it's been fun. And, you know, it's that's it's one of the challenges when, you, when you're doing stuff like that is to get the audience invested. And I think they've done a great job. I agree with you.
1: Do you think it's big enough, Jimmy, that Miz and Shane, that could be a mania program?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, like, uh, you know, every year you're looking for, for something for Shane to do and why not? Miz, uh, Miz is, uh, always delivered. He's a, he's a high profile guy and I think he's high profile enough for Shane to go into the ring with.
0: Jimmy, like, where do you see the bar, um, their mania program? What do you see that being if, if indeed Miz and Shane break off into
2: their singles feud? That's that's a question. I mean, like, obviously, you have the, the usual suspects. You have uh, New Day. You have the Usos. Uh, man, I'd like to see someone else come to the forefront and, and challenge them. Maybe, maybe that's a spot to introduce heavy machinery. Um, hmm. Is it too soon for them? Maybe. But, uh, you know, uh, you need to mix things up a little bit. You can't, uh, you know, go with the old standby. I know that if it was something like the Usos or the New Day, you'd get a hell of a match. Uh, but maybe something new and fresher is something needed
1: for WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious where they go with the the tag division on both shows. Um, I, I was kind of asking about this, and, and I was told like there are, there are no plans at the moment for any other unifications of of titles. I know they're going that way with the women's tag titles, but at least at this moment, it seems like that's going to be an isolated case. Because I think if you take uh, the two tag divisions. They're it's much stronger as one cohesive division than it is as two separate parts. I feel at the moment.
0: No, it's true, but like I guess the problem is um, there are so many tag teams, and what we're talking about right now is just not many teams that are over, unfortunately. Hopefully, you know, maybe the solution to that is not to not necessarily consolidate, but to try to elevate all these other undercard, midcard tag teams you have that nobody really takes seriously.
1: Yeah, uh, let's uh, move on, and we will chat about. Our first women's title match, and that is Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, uh, which pretty much came out of left field. They set this up a couple of weeks ago, and then they had the the buildup on Raw this past Monday with the uh, Ronda Rousey's uh, promo that has been uh, very much th- debated. Uh, the question is, Jimmy, will either of these women see their head shaved and cleaning the other's feet with their hair at the end of this one? Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, well, at least uh, they don't have to worry about me, uh, my hair. But anyway, um, I think it's going to be interesting. I, uh, I, I don't see Sasha Banks winning this. Obviously, I think Ronda Ron, uh, is uh, going to be a main focal point for WrestleMania this year, especially if the women are going to headline this year and and be in the quote unquote main event because you know there's several main events, but you know people automatically identify main event with the last match on the card. So if the women are going to close out WrestleMania this year, it has to be Ronda Rousey. So I don't see any, any changes happening there.
1: Yeah. I, I think that this is, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of come out of nowhere, this program, but I think that th- this is one that I think Sasha, it's a really big opportunity for her to go out there and have a, a tremendous 15 minute match. And we've seen with Ronda's pay-per-view matches, like they, they, they are planned out and they deliver and they're always like, this will have enormous interest. And you also kind of had the 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 added uh, benefit that this is taking place in a stadium that kind of changes the, the direction of a match like that. Like we saw Ronda at WrestleMania. It, it's different, Jimmy, that you can speak to when you're working for a stadium versus uh, an arena of nine to 10,000 people.
2: Yeah, because uh, they, they always tell you, and especially in wrestling, you've heard this before, guys, where you project to the back of the room so everything has to be bigger, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, There's so many there's so many people there. It's hard for everybody to see, but now I guess with a stadium that big, you know, you have the screens and everybody's watching the screens and stuff like that. So it is a little bit different, but at the same time, uh, it changes the dynamic of the match. I mean, I'll tell you what, adrenaline really pumps and, and makes a difference, I, I'll tell you
1: that. Um, Oscar and Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Wei, what do you feel is the outcome? And in both examples of the women's title matches, um, do you see them happening before the Rumble that leaves the opening for anyone on the losing end to reappear? Mm-hmm. I
0: think this is a really tricky one to for me to guess because I think there's so many different possibilities you can go. Uh, I, I feel going into the Rumble the picture that I'm sure a lot of people had in their minds is seeing Becky Lynch win the rumble en route to facing Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Um, Whether or not, you know, her, the result of this match will kind of play into that into a different, unexpected way. I feel like they'll probably try to, you know, play with people's expectations and, and not go that straightforward route. Um, I don't see Becky winning though. I think, you know, unless your plan is to do title versus title with her and Ronda being at the at the end of it all, I I don't see that happening. So I believe Asuka will retain
1: and I
0: believe Becky will enter herself in the Rumble.
1: Yeah, this is one, Jimmy, I guess it, there's many different ways. I think everyone knows what the destination is for WrestleMania and it's all about how you get there in a creative way while also not trying to out trick yourself and overthink things. I think there's a match people want to see and I think they want to see Becky in that match, and it's just uh, there's several different options in how you get there
2: yeah and and like we were saying, the challenge here is how do you get out of this match without um you know for lack of a better term damaging one or the other do you know i I, I do see Oscar coming out of this match with the title still intact, but i again, we talked earlier about double duty somebody performing double duty, I could see Becky Lynch. Uh, um, coming out and performing double duty or maybe maybe somewhere along here, Charlotte kind of interjects herself somehow to, to maybe just throw a monkey wrench into the match. And then during the rumble, um, you know, Becky comes out and there's a little bit of payback or something like that. Uh, again, you, you don't want to, like you said, John, you don't want to overthink Desti- uh, how to get to that destination it, you know you you have that end game at wrestlemania it's just it's tricky man this is so tricky <laughs> i i you know you have so many different things going through your head and you're trying to figure out which would be the best one and uh man uh again i'm i see oscar coming out of it with the title but getting to to wrestlemania with becky it's going to be interesting how they get there if
0: Asuka keeps the title, Jibby, who do you think her program is? Because that's that's sort of like a, a, a question I've had. We know Charlotte, Becky, Ronda are in a mix together, but who do you pair with Asuka she keeps it?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're right way. I think probably the destination of WrestleMania is all three of those ladies, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda, in some form or fashion. When you look at the SmackDown women's roster, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a name here. What I'd like to see something interesting would be maybe somebody from NXT come up like, uh, may, maybe a Shayna Baszler, or if she loses the title at uh, takeover, you know, or some, something like that. I don't know.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Again, I,
2: l- looking, l- looking for something new and different, you know, but you don't want to, you know, wipe the slate clean and, and start all over at WrestleMania. You just want a couple of, a few little surprises
1: yeah way also brought up a great point a few days ago that you know if if Becky is not winning this title um whether it's announced or not, the expectation is there that I think it's a big letdown if Becky doesn't show up in the rumble, but I just don't see that being realistic that they know clearly that is if Becky's not winning this match, it's to give her something else later in the show, so I don't see that <laughs> being a a real option so uh final uh singles match uh, before we get into the rumble matches Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor for the Universal Championship. Uh, What have you thought, Jimmy, of how they presented Balor this week as Vince McMahon essentially writing him off and uh, Balor going into this match where they, they somewhat are in a corner here because I don't think anyone expects Balor to win this. And the goal of this match is to convince people on these near falls that Balor does have a chance to win this on Sunday.
2: Yeah, that's, that's going to be the challenge. See, it's different from, I mean, everybody makes a comparison to the Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Um, but going into those matches, uh, the only people, uh, you didn't have a, a Vince McMahon basically, you know, talking trash about these guys going in, saying that these guys basically don't have a chance. Now you have Vince McMahon saying you don't have a chance, which is set, trying to set up the ultimate underdog scenario. So I don't know if the idea here is that by presenting him as the ultimate underdog, you know, having him have a a great presentation, kind of like Daniel Bryan did and kind of like, like AJ Styles did, where in their matches, the first part of the match, you thought, oh, this is going to be a squash. But then, you know, as things started to change and as the story started being told about that David and Goliath story, uh, there were times, especially in the Daniel Bryan match, where you thought to yourself, hey, maybe he does have a chance. And the people were buying in that's going to be the challenge now. I don't know if people are going to buy in like they did with Daniel Bryan, but uh, it's going to be an interesting challenge for them to get the crowd to believe that Finn Balor actually has a chance against Brock. Again, going back to the end game, WrestleMania.
1: As we lead into the Rumble matches, where do you see the Rumble matches being placed, Jimmy? You're obviously not going to do them back to back. Um, Is it something similar like last year where you put the men's match on early? Do you close with the women? Because I feel that, you know, Becky and Charlotte are kind of, uh, of all the Rumble participants, I think that's, those are the two that everyone is focused on. Um, but w- what do you see, what do you see ending this show? Oh,
2: I it's that's a, that's a good call because I, I could see the women's match ending the show again, the women's Royal Rumble match. As far as the men's ones go, um, you know, you also could have somebody pulling double duty there with, you know, maybe an AJ Styles you know, not not uh, succeeding in dethroning Daniel Bryan. So, again, it, it you need that buffer match in between the two, too. So what would you put there? That's the other challenge, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, maybe, huh, man.
1: <laughs> Probably several matches I, I, in, I, in between. I, like, it's, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it, I think that if you do want to go with the women at WrestleMania, I think that there's a strong argument that that's how you end this show and you're kind of telling people like this is our a program going into wrestlemania right out of the gate um i I do kind of like that idea and i just i think that there is more intrigue in the women's match um even though i think the men's match will be a really good match it seems that from a dramatic standpoint uh, i think charlotte and or becky uh winning this rumble are are kind of the that's your big moment to go off the show with i think i'm not sure like
0: Sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead.
2: No, you, no, no, go ahead. Wait, go
0: ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, you know, I'm not so sure that the men's rumble has any. It's clear standout favorite that the audience really wants to see win. Whereas with the women, uh, that person clearly is Becky Lynch. So if you're looking for a match with some something for people to look forward to, I feel like the women's match should should go last. No, I agree with that. I think I think it
2: should, but I don't. I don't like the idea of bookending the pay-per-view with uh, the men's match to start it off because right. if you're going to tell some more stories leading up to it with some maybe surprises and, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's the other thing every year. Who's who's going to surprise us this year as an entrant into the Rumble and stuff like that. So um, I think the further on in the show you have it, like maybe, maybe the men's match would be third last. Then you have that buffer match and then then close it out with the women.
1: So what's, uh, let's start with the men's match. What's kind of your, your thought going into this, Jimmy, that it seems like the prime candidates most, most will point to right now, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, and I guess on SmackDown, you've made a, a bit of a lesser case for your Samoa Joes, your Randy Orton's, um, or do you see a, a left field pick coming out of here? Because with, with two brands, you have the ability that you can go a different way if you don't want to uh, go with the obvious choice.
2: Right. If you don't go with the obvious, I mean, you have the Elimination Chamber coming up uh, next month, which uh, the men's match could be to determine who faces, let's say, Brock Lesnar if somebody, you know, out of left field wins the, the Rumble and decides uh, they want to challenge Daniel Bryan. So, you know what I mean? Like, sure. so, so there are, there, there's actually two pay-per-views before Romania. So, uh, but uh, again, I still think that the, if, if if what we're hearing is correct uh that seth rollins uh, versus brock at wrestlemania is the end game uh, i like using that term i, I guess i'm uh, uh, <laughs> three months away big event. yeah i know i can't can't help but i saw the preview but anyway i'm getting off track here <laughs> we'll preview <laughs> but, uh, we'll preview yeah.
0: avengers in, in a few months with you jimmy
2: oh that'd be cool yeah. um so Yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, in making the comic book reference, you know what I mean? Uh, You have the, the bad guys. Um, They never, in the end, the, the good guy comes out on top. Right. So even when, even in uh, uh, infinity war, which I'm going to use as an example, it looks like Thanos wins in the end, but the story continues. So we so the story is going to continue up until WrestleMania. And that's when I think uh, you will get definitely Seth versus Brock. In some form or fashion, whether it comes out of the rumble that way or whether the next two pay-per-views uh,
1: determine that. Yeah, I, I think as much as you don't it, like Rollins seems to be the the way to go. And I don't think you have to overthink things either for this rumble. Uh, I'm also curious to see some of the sidebar stories coming out of the rumble as well to put your your key mania programs in place because now is when the picture starts to take form and this is a big opportunity to, to start a lot of that so i, I think that's a, as much as my interest is kind of in uh kind of the the pieces that put the rumble together as well coming out of it women's match i guess most people's favorite is the woman who's not even announced yet for the rumble that being becky lynch and i guess it, like i think this match comes down to charlotte or becky Or do you see some kind of dispute, much like a Bret Hart, Lex Luger, Jimmy, where you could easily do the, uh, the go over the rope spot together that they've done many times um, that they could revisit here to give both a claim to the title match.
2: That would be cool if they could pull off uh, what Batista and John Cena did by (laughs) accident.
1: Yeah, (laughs) the best version I've ever seen. And it was, it was like so good. No one could believe it was real.
2: Yeah, that's, that's why it, that's why it came off so well. I think I think that's why it worked was because it, it wasn't the, uh, the the planned finish, so to speak. So uh, um, you know, uh, it'd be interesting. Maybe 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 something along the lines of looking back at '92 <laughs> with uh, with Hogan, you know, grabbing Sid's arm and and. Uh, which allowed Flair to get maybe not that hokey, but you know what I'm trying to say something along those lines where there is a little bit of controversy that could set up, uh, um, you know, I guess, I guess, I don't know if it's going to be a three way at mania between the three, but it almost seems like it has to be because, uh, you know, all three are on that level where they should, if it's going to be, the last match at WrestleMania, I feel like all three should be
0: there. Well, I mean, you know, there are so many shows leading up to WrestleMania that if, if, for instance, they wanted to pick off one of the challengers and have Charlotte get her shot to try to face one of them before Mania and have her fail, they could always do that. Um, but I I agree. I do feel like their direction right now seems to be a three-way between between all of them. At this point, I mean, my preference is still for a one-on-one, but I also probably wouldn't hate a three-way. I think if they do a good job to continuing to tell the story, continuing to keep all three of them in the mix, it could be somewhat compelling. Let's also remember that Alexa Bliss is making her return for this match, so she could be a factor. We're also, uh, everybody's just assuming that you know it's going to go to SmackDown. It could very well just go to Raw, and the SmackDown contender could be determined at a later time. Um, and also to kind of lend some possibility to Jimmy's suggestion of Shayna Baszler potentially going on to fight Asuka, she could very well make an appearance here too. There are plenty of spots
1: out there for a lot of, uh, NXT rostered, uh, women. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's, um, I, I think the, the, this year, it just seems like there's, there's more interesting elements to, to the women's match that they, they have to play with. And you have a potentially really hot finish at the end involving, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and whoever else, and I think that you're genuinely looking forward to whatever direction they go. That you should have a, a pretty hot crowd at the end of it. So, any surprises you are anticipating, Jimmy? That you can uh, pull up uh, for us?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I, again, you know, every year you're 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 wondering who's going to be. Especially if it, you know, this day and age, it's so hard to kind of. Uh, to to keep it under wraps, you know, keep surprises Uh, under wraps. But last year, they've done a pretty good job, I think. And I kind of
0: wanted to ask you about that, Jimmy, like on the day of, uh, of a Royal Rumble, um, how much secret, secret uh, keeping is there amongst the group? How aware are the referees of surprise entrance and, and, and what lengths do they go to protect
2: announcements like this? Well, in my case, which I remember, uh, Uh, 2008 when John Cena returned uh, from his injury that when you know everybody thought he was going to miss Wrestlemania that year and it shocked a lot of people so what happened was you know like they have the meeting beforehand where everybody all the participants in the rumble and the referees sit in the room and they go over the orders and the order of elimination and who eliminates who and and you know you know let the guys come up with creative ways to, to, to eliminate each other. And then Kofi comes up with a creative way that he, uh, staves off elimination (laughs) every year. But then when it comes down to the last, you know, depending four to six, everybody's excused, except those that are going to be there for the last, for the finish. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: So, so a lot of times, uh, you know, out of the 30 guys, 26 guys have no idea who's going over.
4: Hmm
0: wow
2: so so they try they try to keep it under wraps um um, as far as surprise entrance when i was there there weren't too many of them at at that time that became a thing more in the 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 2010s so you know i guess
1: hey you got to be there for drew carey jimmy i mean really uh a a trend set that that 2001 year was kind of the the big kickoff with them i think honky tonk man was in that year that's right yes and ming ming the hardcore champion from wcw shows up that was the rumble where they kind (laughs) of got the ball rolling on those surprises
2: yeah and just just for the record i did not keep Drew Carey's money i did
1: give it well the the price was wrong for jimmy whatever that (laughs) that amount was
2: hey i'm canadian i'm too honest what can i say
1: (laughs) well that is our royal rumble preview uh Definitely want to have you on uh, again sometime, Jimmy, but uh, you can, of course, see this man uh, every Tuesday night at 730 Eastern on Sportsnet 360 uh, with Aftermath TV, uh, the great crew over there, and of course, at Jimmy Corderas, who I'm certain will be uh, live tweeting away on Sunday night with everybody.
2: Oh, I can't wait.
1: (laughs) Jimmy, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Definitely have to do this soon, and we we are due for that coffee that we have been uh, putting off for so long.
2: Oh I know. Uh, especially uh yeah, I'm I haven't had my coffee fix in a while so yeah, we got to get into that.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
2: well,
4: back to you. I mean.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot Jimmy for joining us and uh we'll definitely be chatting again soon. Enjoy the uh the cards this weekend. It should be should be some, some definitely interesting shows to to come in the next couple of nights.
2: Absolutely. Thanks again guys for having me on and John and Way, uh we'll talk soon guys.
1: All right. Thanks, thanks a lot, Jimmy. Appreciate it. That was Jimmy Corderas uh, joining us. Always great to chat with one Jimmy
0: Corderas. You know how on Being the Elite, like, they're introducing uh, MJF, and they're like, this guy, he's nicer than Jerry fucking Lynn. Well, to me, there's nobody nicer in the
1: wrestling business than Jimmy Corderas. No one better. No one better. I wonder, J- maybe, maybe he's Lynn. gotten a phone call. From? From anyone. Who oh. knows? I mean, it's, it's I wonder, the contract era way. I wonder. We're going to open it up to uh, phone lines. Uh, I did want to just run through some very brief uh, news items. Uh, First of all, I know a lot of people are looking at uh, John Cena on Sunday for the Royal Rumble. I did check up on this Mm -hmm. on Thursday. And what I was told is that nothing has changed regarding his status. He is not expected to be at the Royal Rumble. And the person I spoke with stated that if he were to show up, it would mean a lot of people were kept in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time imagining they would be going to these lengths. Like, it it would be pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. um, for him to show up. So while I won't say 100%, I'm very confident that this guy is not showing up on Sunday. And the fact that he was not able to be at Raw Monday night, I think that suggests his his schedule did not allow for this. The film starts February 4th, but it just does not seem like this is happening on Sunday. All right. Uh, we Yeah. We have our first call. So let us go to the phone lines. Uh, Who is this calling?
4: Paul from New Jersey.
1: Hey, Paul from New Jersey. How are you? How's it going?
4: Good, man. Good.
1: This is historic. You are the first ever uh, call in here. Are you calling on the number or did you Skype in? Uh, I called
4: the number but i'll put that on my resume i'll take awesome. it well, I, I,
1: I didn't really care about the uh the feel-good nature of this i just want to make sure this number worked so congratulations paul you have defeated technology today you made it through onto the show what would you like to chat about
4: uh two things real quick one i just to me like it's a no-brainer if i'm booking i'm having the women uh royal rumble go last and i'm having that show go off the air with becky lynch you know, reigning supreme, the fans going crazy and looking forward to WrestleMania. I, I just, I feel like that's a layup. Just give them what they want. Mm-hmm. This is what they want. The and, fact that um, it's predictable
1: was, is, is no no reason to not do it. This is the time of the year yeah. where it should be predictable. People will complain about it, but you should have your card in place. And these are the building blocks where I don't think predictability is a is a bad trait. I don't ever think predictability. You can be too predictable at times, but then there's logical predictions that it should make sense that typically goes with being predictable is it makes sense
4: my lesson in predictability is i was at the first nxt brooklyn with sasha and bailey everyone in the crowd knew bailey was going to win in brain triumphant and even though everybody knew that i was watching grown men weep like babies because of how much they enjoyed it and how good the story was so i mean you know i agree with you guys on that But uh, before I I, uh, get off, uh, we're doing a a Royal Rumble pool. Uh, Me and, like, eight of my friends are going to watch it. We're just putting 20 bucks in. And, you know, we're going to do the thing where, like, you just you each keep picking numbers until they're all up. So uh, being your first caller, can I have a number from each of you guys that I should go with?
1: Oh, uh, go with number
0: 18. That's a good one. I'm going to say 14 because I was born on the 14th.
4: Fourteen and
1: eighteen sounds you know, pretty solid. You know what you should do, Paul? You should just throw throw a, a curveball in there and pick thirty one. Just see if there's 31. an extra, an extra entrant in the rumble.
4: Probably won't come up, but the odds got to be big on that.
1: What was the year they did that? Where, where there was the thirty first one with with Hunter and Roman Reigns at the end? I think it was Hunter was thirty one, wasn't he? He
0: was thirty one. Was I don't remember that.
1: I thought there was a thirty first entrant, like the 2016 rumble. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, Twitter. I, I don't recall. All right. Well, Paul, good luck. He was just third. Well, we will look this up. Paul, good luck with your pool. And uh, thank you for being the first caller on the brand new post hotline.
4: Thank you guys so much. And thanks for all you do. I love your shows.
1: Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul
0: wow very exciting it feels like it's a real radio show <laughs> let's not get
1: crazy here that phone number one more time am i
0: out of one, my mind seven, three, am i out of my mind with
1: this 2016 one this is the kind of stuff that just there was a the uh,
0: rumble where they uh added a, i could have sworn there was a th- they made 40 instead of 30 you
1: could, yeah 30 entrance there wasn't an, uh, a bonus one so maybe i was just uh confused her so anyway uh
0: yeah so uh, don't pick 31 <laughs> yeah don't pick 31 um yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think on the topic of surprises, they have so many people to choose from this year, right? So many brand new signees that haven't made their debuts yet. I think even though... The thing is, like, would you want to... Walter is is a name. Like, but I don't know how much difference he would make. He would generate a good deal of buzz, though, for that UK show if they wanted to.
1: I, I definitely expect a couple... Between the two rumbles, some representation from NXT, NXT UK. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a lot like last year where we shouldn't read them as call-ups. They're just no. like Adam Cole. Like a one-off just to put someone there. Yep. Um, I, I I don't like Walter in that spot. Um, but that said, was Cole... Cole had like a nice kind of involvement last year. The
0: idea, I think, for for those is just to give buzz to the shows that they are currently on, just to make people aware that these people yeah.
1: exist. Right. I, I think in the bigger picture, I don't know if it really helps or hurts. I think it's just it's nice for the night, but it's yeah. it's easily forgettable too. Let's also
0: remember that uh, that Worlds Collide tournament is happening that weekend and uh, this Which, weekend. I mean, man, that's a
1: loaded tournament. No,
0: do you have some of those? Let's let's bring up some of those names.
1: Yeah, bring that up. As um, yeah, I talked about the Cena story. Uh, Ed Nordholm of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. He uh, spoke, he gave a statement to Wrestling Inc. Confirming the departures of Sanjay Dutt and Abyss Mm -hmm. that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. But his statement read, we reached an amicable agreement with Sanjay and Abyss to allow them to pursue this opportunity. They have been tremendous contributors to Impact Wrestling and we wish them every success. We are thrilled that Conan and Tommy Dreamer have agreed to bring their 50 plus years of experience to our core creative team. Mm-hmm. So Conan and dreamer are going to be, uh, taking Sanjay's role on the creative end. Uh, Abyss had been serving as a producer with the company and outside of that mini, uh, period at the end of 2004, where he had kind of left the company. He, we thought he was WWE bound and then came back to TNA. He has been there since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, that was a guy that I just assumed was a lifer with the company. Uh, Sanjay. I don't think people realize how much that guy was doing at impact. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard from some people who were surprised he was he was gone because he was the point person on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's been reported they're WWE bound.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think slowly and slowly it's it's so interesting to see Paul uh, Triple H's NXT like turn into like the best of like the remnants of TNA. It's incredible. The Orlando crew. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I can, I think goes to show you like uh, talent is being recognized by everybody no matter how, you know, maybe, uh, uh, I I want to say how, how big your reach is within the company that you're working for. I think it's a great get. I think they're both great gets, you know, from a production standpoint. I'm very curious to see what roles uh, somebody like a, an Abyss will have as far as like if it's production or if it's something else. I think there's still some potential of him doing something on air i think he's a great performer but i think sanjay is is a great type of you know behind the scenes guy who can uh help uh produce uh, vignettes and just overall like just seems like a really you know like smart and also uh very kind of like um guy who who is just on top of his shit so i think it's a great get uh, let's go to uh, this uh, World's Collide tournament. Yeah, let's read out the uh, the names. So uh looks like we have five participants from uh, all three brands NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Starting from NXT, we have Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominic.
1: Dijak... Dijakovic. 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 Yes, Dijakovic. You probably missed this on NXT last week, but Itch. they were calling yeah. him, yeah, Dijakovic. Yeah, and then Moro said, "Guys, we gotta scratch that itch. Jeez. It's Dijakovic. Brilliant, awesome. And I will have that. It's a bad name, just for for that confusion but alone. You know he's
0: dropping it when he gets to the main roster. It should be. It, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I like Dominic D- Dominic Dijak was or Donovan Dijak was was a perfect name. Yeah, it just DiJack was was perfectly fine, right. but whatever, whatever. Keith Lee, Shane Thorne, who replaces uh, Otis uh, dozovich Mark Andrews uh, from UK now, Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Branks, D- uh, Jordan Devlin, Zach Gibson, and then from 205 Live, Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, TJP, and
1: Humberto Carillo. But that's gonna be a great tournament. I know. Absolutely. There's some great wrestling if you're in Phoenix this weekend. They're broadcasting it. They've said that they're taping it for the network. So I don't know if you'll get to see all of the matches or Mm -hmm. it'll be a condensed uh, version. It starts as a battle royal. The winner gets a bye in the first round and the rest are seeded from two through... fifteen of all those names I mean I don't necessarily
0: see uh too many of them getting a big pop other than your nXt uh top top guys like your adam i don't I'm cool I don't think we'll do it again dream I think could be a good candidate for making a surprise appearance Keith lee I think could even you know be it too but i I think
1: dream coming out for the rumble would would re- receive a huge reaction velveteen dream yeah he'd get a, an enormous reaction I think uh once again if you want to call in seven three two eight hundred four four two three friend didn't and our chat room says February 2nd on the network might be the okay. day for the World's Have they made an actual announcement I, about I'm it? Not sure. uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure. They're definitely of. taping it. So um, that is uh, coming up at some point on the network. Other news, uh, we should talk about uh, what is going on with these New Japan cards coming up in the U.S. They're uh, January 30th in L.A., February the 1st in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then they have a February 2nd card in Nashville, Tennessee. So the lineups came out on Wednesday night, and they were uh, all uh, non-Japanese talent, with the exception of Tomoyuki Oka, who's on his excursion in England. So there is one Japanese performer on this show, but... Um, largely consisting of either, uh, U S based New Japan talent, ring of honor talent and talent from the dojo.
0: Yeah, They're, they're
1: American dojo. Yeah. From the American dojo. So the new Japan office did put out a statement about the fact that due to the U S government shutdown, they had problems securing visas. There were obviously certain Japanese performers earmarked for this show. Mm. Uh, Not all of them, because you do have the new beginning tour in, uh, the two shows in Sapporo that weekend, but yeah, I can understand those that are underwhelmed by the card. Uh, this was not the card that New Japan... I'm sure they were underwhelmed. I, I would say, like, seeing some
0: of the reaction breakout last night, I think a lot of people maybe were... Uh, obviously, nobody was really aware. Maybe some people had suspected that those border issues would have been preventing them from making the card. But I feel like what what New Japan could you know be somewhat criticized for in all this is maybe not mentioning that when they announced these cards you know mentioning the fact about the borders uh until the the morning after the day after
1: i mean i give them credit that they didn't falsely advertise any names ahead of time but that said you you put tickets on sale and i think it's fair i don't think any fan was expecting one of the g1 special shows that you were getting all the new japan talent maybe some of them might might be maybe not all of them but well i would say that's someone that's not Like, we knew the Sapporo shows were happening. You knew you weren't getting the complete New Japan roster. But I think that people were anticipating, at the very least, uh, Yuji Nagata, Tomohiro Ishii, and at least a sample of the Japanese talent that they do not get to see all that often. Mm -hmm. So I can understand people being upset. Um, I'm certain that if people want to refund their tickets, they can with these lineups. I I don't think... I think the cards are the cards still have talent on them, yeah. but I can understand where people were expecting something else than what they're getting.
0: The cards have talent, but you know when you advertise new japan bro wrestling it, it, it people have a certain type of show in mind yes. that said though you know, like like what Jimmy was alluding to with like uh people being placed on the kickoff, I think this roster of like very capable wrestlers, including uh, some phenomenal talent from r o h and also from like the the new japan uh young lion system, everybody is going to look at all this. Uh, controversy and they're going to have a bit of a chip on their shoulders and everybody's going to be performing in top form so I have no doubt that the people who choose to continue to go even though they might not be seeing the amount of talent that, that they're uh, they were expecting originally, I think they'll be in store for a lot of great matches. Well, you got Jeff
1: Cobb versus Brody King on on, on this last show. I Nashville. think I think that there's going to be some really good performances here. I'm, I am I kind of want to see some of the dojo talent as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main event, the first night in LA, is Juice Robinson and Tracy Williams against Beretta and Rocky Romero. Second night, uh, Juice Robinson, Beretta for the United States title. And then the final night, Beretta, Chucky e. T, and Rocky Romero against Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Tracy Williams. So... I mean the cards are what they are they were um unfortunate you know you you did not have these visas when you started promoting these shows they did not advertise any talent but i can also see how they expected that this would not be that these these visas would get issued they took a risk and and they got burned at the end of it
0: and Mm. Dave, Dave mentions that they Dave Meltzer mentioned that they were applying for these visas back in November, mm-hmm. which seems to be standard protocol for a show that that was to take place in January. This time,
1: of course, didn't work out. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it comes down to. So, uh, th- that is the situation with uh, the New Japan U.S. shows. Also, this weekend, I wanted to briefly chat about the Takeover Phoenix card. We've got Tommaso Ciampa, Aleister Black for the NXT Championship, Shayna Baszler against Bianca Belair for the women's title. Tag team champions the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong defending against the War Raiders. Ricochet defends the North American title against Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. They're also going to be taping matches beforehand with the Forgotten Sons versus the Street Prophets and Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai against Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Right. I don't know this. This is pure speculation on my part, but the fact that they had been building up the three on three women's feud and Dakota Kai got hurt. They're doing the tag match now. Mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense to take Io Shirai and Kairi Sane and put them into the Elimination Chamber match for the tag titles and instantly have them part of that division because Mm -hmm. there is not a whole lot left for them in NXT to do. Specifically, Kairi Sane, who has had her run with the title, has done the feud with Baszler. I think both add a lot. We've talked about the depth issues of that tag division. And I think them being in the the Elimination Chamber um, adds a lot of intrigue to that match and it will be a better match with those two involved i i think now would be the time to put them on the main roster i love
0: the idea i i mean you know you simply look at what the options are for a women's tag team division and it's just not very deep at all unless they plan on you know creating a lot of makeshift tag teams but then you kind of have to like spend time to to build those teams and and kind of build Build like that, but you know, certainly in terms of match quality, just injecting these two into the mix right away with the, the likes of Bailey and Sasha, I think are, are automatically really helps the division. Part of me wonders if they would be willing to let them go up there right away without much of a plan for you know uh, what their characters are, how 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 maybe you know wanting to put that NXT luster on it before they be ready ready to and willing to set them free. um But I like the idea at least from a match match perspective. Uh, it's a great-looking card, as uh, NXT takeovers tend to typically do. You just kind of mix and match with all this all this talent, and you can usually arrive at, at a great-looking show. But in particular, I mean, I think Cassius Ohno versus Matt Riddle should be excellent.
1: I think the main event should be great. Ricochet versus Johnny, Johnny Gargano should be spectacular. That should probably be the match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really high on Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Yeah. I think this is the match people are sleeping on. I think Bianca Belair is going to, this is going to be her breakout performance. I'm very optimistic about this match delivering. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that these two are going to complement each other very well. Very high on this match. We've got another call. So let us go. Who is this calling?
0: Hello, caller. Are you there? Can you hear us?
3: Yeah. Hello. This is Dan from Denver.
0: Hey, Dan from Denver. What's up, Dan?
3: <laughs> What's going on guys? Doing?
0: Uh, we're do, we're doing pretty and well. Here, here's a question: What's the weather like in Denver right now?
3: It's um, it's been snowy. I uh, actually like this whole week has snowed more uh, more on than off. So, um, it's supposed to get warmer the next few days, but it's been a lot of snow. Be- like the last week has been the most snow of the year so far. The last six two or three months i'd
0: say minus three degrees celsius 26 fahrenheit is what uh google is telling me
1: yeah don't want to talk too much about how cold it is out there because <laughs> my god you'll you'll think you've committed a sin if you, you know what online. though
0: people are like uh people are like telling me about some of the cold weather that they're experiencing honestly it's not that too far off from like the, some of the worst cold that we've experienced here
1: yeah you i know? i just read a thing that uh, in toronto it's supposed to be brutal, they say, for February and March. So I'm going to be unbearable oh, until April. Uh, that's that's my promise. Uh, Dan, uh, beyond the weather, uh, anything you would like to discuss today?
3: Yeah, um, actually, I, I was kind of curious what you guys think of... Uh, this is sort of random, sort of isn't, but... That's what this do you think show of, is. Um, it is. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Sonya Deville? I think she has a ton of potential as a babyface. Mm-hmm. down the road in the women's division. So what do you guys see the WWE doing with her going forward? And do you think they have big plans for her? Because I think she has a lot of potential as a huge star.
1: I, I see a number of performers on, on the roster at the moment that I, I agree with you. And I wonder how much more seasoning she would have had with an extended stay in NXT. I just think it's it's harder. She's still in the development phase and she's at a stage where it's tough to be in that development stage because that's not the the purpose of being on that roster. It's working short television matches and working with similar people at live events and not always having matches at the live events that... I I definitely look at where, where would she be? Where would uh, the Iconics be had they had longer stays at NXT where they're doing three or four matches a week. So I'm with you. I think that Sonya Deville, I I think she does showcase a lot of potential. It's just, are are you going to be able to realize that in this current spot at the moment?
0: It's hard for me to say like what she can offer in terms of like her promo ability cuz I don't think I've seen any of it thus far on the main roster. Uh I I would hope that it you know it's something that she's been working very hard on personally. But I agree with you. I think she she be a better baby face. It looked like they were going somewhat in that direction anyway with this Mandy Rose uh uh stuff that they kind of dropped uh pretty pretty abruptly. Um but I, I, I personally want to kind of see her drop the MMA thing, especially when you're in the mix with the likes of, you know, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. It's going to be really tough to pull it off. And she hasn't really been hitting as hard on it, but I'd like to kind of see her create a bit more of her own uh, uh, rebranding of a character.
3: Yeah. Do you think there's uh, bleeding into that? Do you think there's too many women on the main roster? Because I'm looking at people like Dana Brooke and Tamina, who they really have no plans for other than, I think, the depth on the roster because they have these, you know, elimination matches, elimination chamber matches. Now they have ladder matches. They have a Royal rumble now. Like it just seems like they need a deeper roster for those reasons, but they have a lot of women that are just kind of dead weight at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think they yeah like you said I think they're looking for more women on their roster if anything you know to, to fill all those divisions the problem is are you giving enough airtime and are you giving good storylines to a lot of them um the answer I would say is not necessarily for much of that roster it's kind of similar to what they're doing with the tag team division they need a lot of tag teams they have a lot of tag teams but not everybody's getting quality writing not everybody's getting uh time to to showcase quality matches that's a problem I think they have to fix
1: oh I agree. Dan, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. The second phone call in the the telephone era of ca- of the cafe hangouts. I love this. This is great. Way better than Hi right, guys, thanks. Thanks Thank Dan. You. It's way better than Google Hangouts. Did you see Chase Field uh send out uh the picture of the Royal Rumble burger? Okay. Let's see it. Okay, well, more importantly is it a burger or a sandwich? Well, this is uh it is called a burger. Okay. That's that's what it looks like. What the fuck? That's not a burger. That's a... Okay, tower. let me let me read it here because uh, no one else can see it here. That's a kebab, if anything. We put an 18-ounce bro- uh, pork bratwurst patty on a toasted onion roll. Then we added cheddar cheese, smoked bacon, crispy coleslaw, on- fried onions, and barbecue aioli. And then we topped it... <laughs> then we topped it with fried mac and cheese wedges. Available Sunday at the Royal Rumble. This is a tower. It's like...
0: It's... It's like meat on a stick. It's not a burger, dude. Can you imagine eating this thing, trying to carry this thing into your seats in the middle of a 30-man World Rumble as you're trying to stuff this down your throat? Okay.
1: But what made this great? Daniel Bryan responded. Oh, Chase Field should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Made from factory farm pigs, an intelligent and extremely social mammal and cheese from cows whose babies were ripped away from them. Then add the heart disease delivered to the people who eat it. Shame. The worst generation.
0: Oh my god. Oh, I love that. Well man, I hope he cuts
1: a promo with it. I hope I hope his fans don't buy this in protest. I would buy it just to whip it at him uh before we sign off is there anything you you uh wanted to add before the end of this
0: yeah i feel like there's like plenty of news uh feels Do like you want
1: to a- talk about the ronda rousey story
0: what's the- oh uh the fact that she might not be sticking around
1: yes so I-, I think that everyone needs to read this story uh that dave Meltzer wrote in uh today's uh wrestling observer newsletter uh because It is hardly written as definitive that she has done at WrestleMania. And I feel that's how people are going to interpret the story. What it sounds like is that she is winding up and whether it's at WrestleMania, whether it's a month later, and also like Dave clearly is leaving the the door open as a possibility that they make her some enormous offer. And it's like a Brock Lesnar situation where everyone thinks he's leaving and at the last minute sticks around. So just the story and again, WrestlingObserver.com figure four
0: f uh, 4 wonlinecom um, Rhonda's um uh, current deal ends after mania
1: well it's not knowing the, the length of her contract because i mean it was originally stated as a multi-year deal but the idea of her at least wrapping up um like this schedule seems to be right. uh, targeted for then which this 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 uh date like um regular
0: you know uh, doing house shows type of schedule
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know what is beyond that. Like Ronda Rousey has been very vocal about the fact that, you know, she, she does want to start a family at some point and whether that's something where she will do a match or two a year afterwards, maybe that's a part of it as well. Um, you know, Ric Flair had stated this in an interview last year that, that, that was going to happen. And it was, it was met with Ric Flair. Rick Flair had just mentioned this in in an interview, kind of just off the cuff about about Ronda wanting that wrapping kids. up around WrestleMania. Oh, okay. That it was, you know, she would be around for about a How year. How would Rick Flair know? Rick Flair? I mean, his daughter's probably in the thick of things. Yeah, that, I, I I don't necessarily question R- Rick Flair is very much known to drop you know confidential information when he's. Uh, Involved and I guess it's not just, doing podcasts. It's anymore. just so
0: bizarre to for me to imagine Ric Flair telling me when Ronda Rousey's
1: going to have babies. It's, just, it's not any any more weird than. Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't, he it wasn't. He wasn't talking about that. He was just mentioning that. You know, she's probably there for a year. Right. And I, I will say that I reading this story today. It was you know around last June or so. Like I heard something similar to this. Not so much of an end date, but that there was definitely uh, those in the company that thought that ronda might not be around for the long term and and realizing that that the time might be limited so it adds up it's it's yeah. certainly like i don't know when she is wrapping up but this i i think certainly there's credence to this story
0: yeah and i i i feel like it kind of makes sense why they would go to a, a sasha banks match you know without much build
1: when you consider that she might not necessarily be around to putting the title on her when they did i mean that was that was a long chase story you yeah. could have done that um, they fast-tracked and probably knowing in mind what the, what the game plan was. I mean, I will say if, if in fact, you know, Ronda no
0: longer ceases to become a regular uh, member of the roster following this, I feel like they really, really, really lucked out in finding a suitable replacement in her, somebody who can lead the divisions of, of the entire uh, company on the women's side of things, and Becky Lynch. And I feel like the, the you know, the project from now until March... And, and April should be to try to get as much of that Ronda Rousey mainstream value that you have, uh, carrying that from her onto a Becky Lynch, because Becky's going to stay, even if Ronda won't.
1: And to me, the a big factor in all this, if this is uh, if this is how it plays out and Ronda wraps up um, her her regular duties, at least being a week to week character um, is the Fox deal. Yeah, like you have to imagine Fox. That was a major factor i think in these television negotiations was the fact that ronda rousey was with the wwe Mm -hmm. and if she's not going to be around um that that's certainly a blow yeah it's not like i doubt her name's on the contract or anything like that right i'm not saying that but it's like that is someone that fox knew firsthand the value of a ronda rousey card subject to change that's even for tv deals
0: well you know like you know thinking about a uh, uh, potential horsewoman versus horsewoman feud that they seem to be building towards. Again, none of this disqualifies it. She could still very well come back be in a year's time, however long she. Might yeah, I
1: remember. mean that's. Uh, I think that's important. That th- this is not a report that she's leaving the company. Yeah. Just that you know, as a week-to-week week character, I mean, she. I, I fully expect her to be attached to the WWE, and she can be someone that comes back sporadically.
0: Yeah. Interactions with Shane and Basler too. You know, this could affect that whether or not they decide to speed anything any of that stuff up
1: mm-hmm. yeah so anyway it's, it's something certainly to watch and i think it is very much imperative now that charlotte and becky are positioned mm-hmm. as the people that can take this and and move forward with the division and i think becky is that person that you want to have have as big of a wrestlemania season as possible and have that big big moment at the end of the show So, and and having Charlotte attached to this as well, because I I do like that direction with the three-way. All right. I think that's going to bring an end to the Cafe Hangout. Solid hour. This was fun. Uh, So we're going to be back on Sunday night, right after the Royal Rumble here in Post Office West. We will run through the Rumble. Uh, We'll be live. So anyone that is at the Double Double Ice Cap or Espresso level, you can tune in as soon as the Rumble ends, as soon as... Jimmy Corderas is holding up the winner's arm because he was the surprise referee uh, to close the show. Then you can tune on over here, log into Patreon, and me and Way will be going live. We will run through the show and be taking your phone calls. Yeah, very exciting. I forward. think this went well. We had no issues with the phone. It seems to be all good, and we'll do it again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep, and if you're
0: listening on the uh, archive, free feed... Uh, you will continue to get these shows, uh, for free every Friday, either here or on our YouTube and, uh,
1: do join us. Do consider uh, checking us out live. Once again, that phone number, it's going to be the same phone number on Sunday, 732-800-4423. So take down that number and you can call in Sunday night after the Royal Rumble. Thank you to Jimmy Corderas for joining us. Go follow him at Jimmy Corderas. And also this weekend, Saturday night, NXT TakeOver post show Mm -hmm. with Brayden Harrington and Davey Portman. Lots of great shows up on the site, including the latest British wrestling experience. Uh, They've got Benno joined by Will Cooling and JP from the Indie Corner. Uh, We have a new Up Next up on the site as well. Lots of stuff to check out. Ask away on the cafe. That's true. Yes, patreon.com slash postwrestling or just go to postwrestlingcafe.com. You can sign up, get access to the whole archive, including our latest shows with Ask Away. Almost two hours of questions that we took on Friday. All right, that's it. Goodbye, everybody.